Hello again, everybody. Welcome back. This is Julie Bates with the podcast Training the Pointing Labrador, episode number 224. And in today's episode, it's going to be all about the pointing Labradors. So anybody that's here with a little more auxiliary dog stuff, this probably is going to be a little dull. But this one is in honor of and, and for all of uh, the pointing labs, which brings most of the people that listen to this to me. And what I'm going to talk about today uh, is the the TV show that's coming out next week. Okay, so this is Christmas time, 2022. It's coming out the day after Christmas. And in the, in the show notes on this thing, I will put down where... Uh, the information about it if you haven't heard it already but some time ago some of our board members arranged a connection with the kinetic dog food company and they sponsor us and if you ever go to our test there's they have you know their goodies and stuff and they're always there and they've done a lot to sponsor us and I had heard from everybody well they're gonna do they want to do a TV show and I I'm thinking yeah right you know they're gonna it's gonna be a TV show for their dog food and they're gonna show a couple pointing labs and and I was so wrong I was so wrong about that they came out to our 2022 triple crown that's our national in Divide Colorado and spent all three days following every dog in every field following watching filming all the marks and blinds filming everything they interviewed contestants they interviewed me as the president of the american pointing lab association and they did this you know there's just this huge amount of work and then they were awesome people to work with just really really nice people and you get them to talk about the other dogs they filmed they're really into a lot of the military stuff and the fire uh, uh, law enforcement dogs that's impressive stuff but anyway fascinating people and then so it all that was on Labor Day and they went away well just recently they got it all finished up and it's about ready to go which uh, it'll be in the show notes for everyone to see as soon as it's out and a few of us that were involved they mailed us a link to go look at this thing and I'll have to say that that is the single best showcasing of why all of us who are nuts about pointing labs are nuts about pointing labs it was fantastic for one what a beautiful place to film anything uh, and they they really make the most of being there in the Rocky Mountains very beautiful next year is in Idaho I suspect we'll get well I don't know how what filming we'll have but anyway it'll be that beautiful there too but so they're filming this thing with with interviews and with dogs and when they when I sat there and started watching this thing it was other than me talking a little too much but anyone listening to this used to that um, it is the most to watch the dogs themselves to watch the work that they were doing to watch the retrieving they were doing to watch the work in the upland field they were doing it oh gosh it's, it's just beautiful so proud of those people and their dogs so proud of that and then they talk to people running dogs and get them to talk about what it's like for them and what their perspective is and one of the things that you're really gonna that I watched this I'm sitting there watching this thing really I am just I don't I don't know that there's anybody in the whole universe that's seen more watched more dogs and pointing dogs in the up and field pointing labs than I have 
And I'm just sitting there going, wow. <laughs> and I know a bunch of these dogs, right? And I'm going, holy cow. Oh, I, I never knew he was that pretty. Dogs, not handlers. We didn't have too many pretty handlers. But anyway, I'm, I'm joking mostly. Um, to watch these dogs do this is, is uh, something. And I'm, I'm watching them with the dogs in the field do the work and stuff. Of course, I judge these guys too. So I was there when it all happened. But it's, you know, you don't get to just stare at it like this and just admire the work and not have to pay attention to 50 zillion other things plus stepping in a hole. It was, it was just beautiful. But when they interviewed some of the handlers in there, and they do a fairly in-depth thing, very touching. When they in, what you what these guys talk about is um, the relationship with the dog. You know, it's all cool. They have to do all these amazing things, but they're talking about uh, their relationship with the dog. And one of them was talking about the connection, and the other one was talking about the level of cooperation, but then I think they're talking about mostly exactly the same thing. And it is this uh, relationship that has been forged between these two things and what that looks like out there. So let me make sure that people understand, for one, what we're talking about. So this is our national. It's invitational. You have to qualify to even ask to, you know, fill out a, a entry form to go. You have to qualify. You have to be a four-time Grandmaster Pointing Retriever, which is the highest title we've always had until we have this Triple Crown thing. And so these dogs have run many tests, eight or nine, whatever it is, to get at the master level to get this, this title. And in those tests, a regular test, you have to do a land double, land blind, water double, water blind. You have to have a diversion in there somewhere, and then you go hunt uh, a field of at least four birds uh, and have to point them all and be steady to everything. And just for those who are planning on this, steady to everything means steady to everything. Steady on the point, steady on the flush, steady on the flight of the bird, whether it's shot or not shot, and steady to the shot. And then on their marks for the other stuff, they have to be steady. They have to be steady for everything. So when you come, and, and you have to do, you have to be that, and then within the calendar year, from August 1st to August 1st, the 12 months there, within that year, you have to have uh, either gotten your four time in that period of time, or have your four time and passed two more. So that's what you have to do to be qualified for that. So we're talking about some very, very good dogs. Now when you come to the National, to the Triple Crown, now we're gonna upgrade this thing. And I just want you guys to be aware of that before you tune in and watch some of these dogs. Now what we're gonna do is we have, we have three days and we have three series that are marks and blinds. Two of the three, at least, have to be triples. We can have three sets of triples, at least two sets of triples, we have a land setup, a water setup, and then we have a mixed land and water together setup. And we also, in somewhere in there, have to have uh, one setup that has a double blind, two blinds in it at least. And we have to have land blind, we have to have water blind. 
and diversion. So all of that, all of that is on there. So we have really upgraded. And then in the upland field, and I personally kind of want to upgrade this in our regular master field all through the year, but when you go into that field that has at least four birds in it, you are expected to hunt the entire field and find the birds. So if you go in, whether or not being an outstanding issue, if, if, you, if you go in and in two minutes you found two birds over in the right corner, we're not going to pull you out, no matter how beautiful your work was, because this is, you know, this is the big show. And we're not necessarily going to force four bird contacts on you or force 20 minutes, but we're going to insist that the dog show continued work, finding all the birds hunting the whole field. The other thing that I do want to add to that, particularly for people that are getting ready to run it next year, you have to point the birds, regardless whether they've burrowed down underneath the grass or whether they're just hidden behind a little shrub thing trying to hide from you, but they're right there and they can fly away if you come flying in too fast. Okay, the bird planting is not going to be a guaranteed thing, and it shouldn't have to be. So you're going to have to point the birds and that means if and again now I'm being the trainer darn it but that means if your dog likes to get up and get eyeball to eyeball to them gonna may, may have some difficulty in this because they're gonna be planted you know a little bit more naturally some may be stuck down good some might not be so in other words your dog has to really go point <laughs> and not in a comfortable eight inches away from the bird so I just want to get that's the trainer part of me coming out so no griping about how birds are planted or anything else. All those dogs that passed, they had birds walking, they had birds stuck, they had all kinds of stuff. They all were gorgeous. And you'll see that in this video. So that's what's happening at this national. So the expectations are high on everything. And it's not saying you have to be perfect. Not that, but your dog has to mark well, handle well, be steady pay attention to you, be under control everywhere all the time. So that's what we're seeing. And so now I'm going to get to the part that I, that just tickled me something fierce. And if you watch this TV show, well, look for this. Although it's hard to catch the little stuff because just the beauty of the place and the dogs themselves is just kind of overwhelming. But I saw a couple handlers and one of them, for example, had just obviously either watered their dog or just received a bird on a on a uh, on a retrieve and was going to go continue to hunt the field and and he was going to release his dog with a little tap on the head which a lot of us do which means all right go hunt and he reached down to put his finger on the top of that dog's head but he kind of missed he was maybe three quarters of an inch away from his head but he came down with his finger right there and I, I, I saw it correctly. He didn't, he didn't touch him, but he tapped the air above it. The dog took off without ever being contacted. So it was like, if he just looked at it, it looked like the guy just tapped his dog on the head and released him, but he never did. And I thought, how do you get any more connected than that? How did, the dog is staring out, just waiting to get out in the field and keep hunting. And he knew that that happened. And then there was another handler on, a, on another one where they had just finished either watered or they were stationary and they were going to go again and he put his down it wasn't going to tap he did something else put his hand down like that and then he took a step and the dog took a step at the exact same time so they had that same deal 
the dog knew exactly what was going on. And, but there was nothing said or nothing, nothing physical done. So that's the level of being connected on this thing. And it's just, watch that. It, it is just so impressive. Nobody's dog is running wild and crazy and out of sight. Um, nobody's running through the field trying to keep up. It, it's just was, um, it, it's the most fun judging I've ever had in my life. Judging at this level, I just soon just judge this, nothing else ever. Because this is just so pleasurable. But I would like for people to watch that stuff and see the connection. They're not, nobody is hanging on for dear life. And no, there's, this isn't all old dogs. There were several dogs, very seasoned dogs. Man, they were just professional. They were so good. And that was fun to watch. And there were some young kind of hairballs in there that are wild and crazy kind of dogs. But not while they're doing their job. And not when they do have that relationship that I'm talking about with their owners. And, and you, can, you can see that. When you watch them go through the field, uh, and he doesn't show, they don't show like, you know, three minutes of following somebody through the field. It's just enough to really catch what's going on. But when you watch them move through the field, again, there's no craziness. There's no wildness. There's no insanity. And there's nobody screaming to get their dog back in like we have a lot, you know, at the lower levels when we really are barely hanging on and sometimes not. Um, it's just really a thing of beauty and I would like for people who are interested in pointing labs and um, training and, and getting to this level to watch this uh, to see how this can be, what, what the standard really is. And I know almost without exception all of those dogs that stood there at the end with their big fancy plates and stuff and also all the ones that were there in the beginning and that didn't make it all hunt. So it's not like these are just competitive dogs and are just trained to play the dog games and then they don't do anything else. All of these guys are hunting dogs. So this is what these people get to go hunt with when they're hunting whatever kind of birds they do. And it's, uh, you know, who would not want to, uh, to hunt with some of these? But the thing that I really want to emphasize and that I just still, every time I've seen this, and I, I'll have to admit, I've watched it a couple times because I love watching this work that they show. But if you look at um, the intensity in the eyes of these dogs, I, it is cool. And they do a fantastic filming job of that. You look at the intensity in these eyes and at the same time, the complete and total focus. And I mean complete and total. There's one of this little female. Oh, and, and she was one of the more seasoned ones. And he, they brought her back just to go run this. And I it was like, wow, <laughs> she's what an amazing dog. So there's this little short black female. And she goes on point. She was a beautiful pointer. I remember that. But I didn't. I'm watching handler and dog and stuff. So judging. So I miss all this cool stuff. But in the video, you can see the gunner goes in and kicks up the bird. And she's very excited. You can see there's just some vibration, a little bit of vibration when he's going in to flush it. Several, why, not right in front of her, but out in front of her. Because none of these guys pointed on top of birds. And the bird flew up and went, went around this kind of pine tree. And it's flying. I'm watching this dog's head. 
the gunner's looking at the bird, the handler's looking at the bird. That's a kind of a mistake, but uh, at, but he didn't have to look at his dog. And I'm looking at her, and she watches that bird come up, gets real excited, then it's flying. Then she doesn't move a hair. And you watch her little head, and she is just staring. You can watch her head turn as that bird flies more and more to the right. It just turns, and she just follows it the whole time. And then when he, he shoots it, and it drops... Then she's just staring at that one spot, not a move. So you have complete intensity and complete focus on the job at hand. That she's paying attention to nothing else. And that's just a perfect showcasing of what we want in this. What we're trying to develop with the little guys is she knows she can't chase it. She knows she's going to get sent for it if it gets dropped. And she's so she's just watching, see where it is, and just waiting. It just looks so simple. But do you know what it took? How many times that dog has to have done that? How much she has to be not messed with? Not corrected? Not instructed? Not talked to? But allowed to just develop that incredible focus. And you'll see that on all of these dogs. And I, I would like people that are interested in the the training aspect and the you know all that stuff to, to watch some of this because you can watch when the dogs are running through the field they're in a certain weight you know they're in they're in kind of right they're in search mode and so their bodies are a certain demeanor and they're running through there and the very instant that they get that first scent the very first scent the entire body changes you can see it in a tenth of a second Instead of just going, oh, look at the muscles on that one. If you look at it that way and just watch, boom, you can tell they got bird scent. And then if you watch, this is a great place to study this stuff. Because now if they got it crosswind or they actually beaked it from behind, we see some of that too. Or it's like, whoa, it just went by it. When they do that and you watch, they tell you every single thing they're thinking. right? So they turn around or break or do whatever they do and at these guys at this level there's nobody that's creeping 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 right up to it there isn't any of that you can see exactly when they go when they got that what i call first convincing scent you know they get that scent where they know it's there and then they need to get that scent that goes it's right there and you can see that and some of them have kind of a loose tail and some of them have that just that slam hard point tail and you can just see it. It tells you everything they're thinking. And where their head is in there, you can tell whether the bird is, is you know, four feet in front of them or 40. Because there's several dogs in that test who pointed birds that were, oh, I'm going to say, 20 yards, 15 yards away. Easy. And so when they do that, and don't mistake this, people, when you're watching this, because we got some of those super intense ones where the nose is down and the tail is up, and it's six feet in front of them, maybe, something like that. And then we've got some where those dogs go on point, and the head is not down, but it's straight out. And, and we had a number of those dogs that did that. And we had to go out, thankfully... The judges and the gunner knew that, no, this is not three feet front of you kind of a deal. There was some we had to go out 15 or 20 yards. And then the bird was still kind of running and moving. So the dog wasn't one of those kind of regular pointers. That was the dog that sits out there. 
but he, but this, the nose was good. The brain was good. It's way more brain than nose. Brain was good saying it's out there and they don't move in. They don't, they've never been can, taught, you know, messed with too much so that they, they get up there close and there's all this jumbly thinking. It's just like, boom, it's out there and their head length, tell, head height and the way they're, they're standing tells you exactly where that bird is if you pay attention. So I'm getting all excited about this and I'm sorry about that. But for people either that haven't seen a lot of this or maybe have only seen your own dog or a couple dogs, if you can watch this video and study those dogs and then they take a course and we've all seen this. I'm not going to tell everybody, go look at them diving into the water and handling in the water and all that stuff. It, we can see that in a lot of places. But there's these dogs that just go do this amazing pointing and then they turn right around and just do this amazing water, just dive. You know, and they have pictures of them shaking off the water with the water driplets in the air. And, and they're just, ah, oh, they bring in and just, boom, ready for the next one. It is just, just a really neat thing to see. So I think that's, there's a lot of learning to be done if you watch this. And then the, the one other element that I want to bring up just for people. And I'm being a dog trainer right now, and I'm sorry, but that's what I've been forever. Um... When you hear those guys talk, that when they interview the handlers, and when you watch the people with their dogs, I told you there's no craziness, there's no people trying to reel their dog back in. Those dogs come flying back in on a retrieve, whether it was a landmark, a watermark, or a shot chucker out in the field. They come running back in on that retrieve directly to the handler and just flip around and get in their position and wait for you know, the bird to be taken and the next thing they do. In other words, their basic obedience is fantastic. You can see one guy's dog was sitting a little out from him, made her back up. You could just see, just real quick, back up and get in the right position. If you watch the, what I would call basic obedience, that you see there, I mean, here, so here's these phenomenal upland dogs. Phenomenal. And yes, you can go hunt wild birds with these guys. They just instantly shift gears when they know a canned situation, just like people do. And they know when it's not. And they can shift gears on that. But all of them, all of them are not arguing about anything. And that's what those two handlers are talking about. One of them called it cooperation. The other one said uh, connection. It's past argument. There's no, no one's arguing. No one's debating stuff. No one's trying to exert their will. It is the epitome of teamwork, absolute epitome of teamwork. And so I would like to offer that to people to go watch and go, here, this is what we all are shooting for. This is what we want. And if you don't think those guys, they're nervous. It's a national, it's very nerve wracking. But you don't think they aren't loving the dogs they have and what they're doing and, and the absolute... I'm going to say ecstasy of such accomplished uh, work in the field. And then, you know, when you got lucky and know something icky didn't happen, you know, then you, you're a, a triple crown finisher. That's a title. It is your ticket to into the Hall of Fame. Um, there you see there was one double a TC2 that you can see run in that field. And a bunch of the, the other guys were all the TC1s, their first triple crown. So uh, I just, uh, 
if you don't ever want to have to, uh, you know, if you're not interested in getting that far into it and putting that much work into it, just watch it to see <laughs> because it is really a pleasure. I'll have to say thank you, Kinetic Dog Food Company. You guys surpassed everybody's uh, expectations. It was really beautiful. And the American Pudding Lab Association thanks you guys for that. And uh, above all, thanks you for creating something that we have to show to people why we love these dogs and why we say the things that we say about them. So check in the show notes. Look for it. It's coming out soon. Uh, it's worth at least one watch. And if you want to learn about pointing dogs, pointing labs, excellent place to do it. And if you study stuff, there's a lot to learn in there. So that's the, that's the one for now. That's probably the last one in this calendar year I'm going to do for everybody. Been a wild year for me. <laughs> and I, uh, I thank you guys for hanging in here and listening to this and for some of the feedback I've gotten, which is wonderful. And uh, I'm going to try and expand this and make this be something maybe more valuable into 2023 as I start on a little bit different of a road than I've been before. But I'm going to keep all you guys with me if I can and hope I can still, you know, provide useful information to everybody. And so I'm going to say for those real time listening to this, a very Merry Christmas to you. May every beautiful thing of this season uh, fall in your lap this year. And uh, let's, uh, let's all get out in 2023 and, and uh, have a really great year. And above all, appreciate those dogs. Spend a little more time with them. Realize what you've got and, and, and make the most of that. So that's it for now. I will be back in just a little over a week with everybody. And uh, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. <laughs>